You are listening to the 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, brought to you by the Royal Australian Air Force's Air and Space Power Centre. In this presentation, Mr Patrick Hartley contributes with their discussion on sustainable air and space. We join the presentation as it is introduced to the conference attendees. Good morning. Um, thank you for um, being present at the moment for this session. Um, we'll start it straight away. Um, we have um, Mr Patrick Hartley, who will be making a presentation which will compromise an overview of the current status of Australia's hydrogen industry. Um, a bit of a, a bit on his bio, Pat Patrick is the leader of CSIRO's hydrogen industry mission. In 2018, he established CSIRO's Hydrogen Energy Systems Future Science Platform. This major initiative focuses on addressing research challenges which underpin the development of hydrogen energy value chains in Australia. Patrick graduated with a PhD in chemical engineering from Imperial College, London. Patrick has occupied senior research management roles in CSIRO since 2006. Sorry. If you could take the stage. Thanks, Patrick. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Julie, and uh, thanks everybody for joining. I think this is, uh, as I understand it, quite a quite a new, uh, a new uh, innovative uh, session for the conference. So I'm looking forward to being the first, I guess, speaker uh, of, the, of this sort uh, uh, at the conference. Um, so yeah, the brief really today for me was to try and give a bit of an overview of where hydrogen is at in Australia. Uh, I've been I've been sort of actively involved in helping. Uh, develop the Australian hydrogen industry for well five five six years now, uh, and also research prior to that. But uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give you a bit of a bit of a feel for that, and then I'm going to give you a, ver a very high level overview of uh, of what the CSIRO hydrogen in industry mission is about, what we're trying to do, uh, and hopefully uh, the talks that follow me, you'll see CSIRO sort of uh, uh, weaving its uh, its uh, its thread through through many of the activities, uh, specifically relating to uh, aviation uh, and defence. So I'll kick straight off. So uh, appreciating that hydrogen might be quite a new uh, topic for people in the audience, I've, I've uh, got a 101 slide here, which really speaks to the, uh, speaks to the opportunity for hydrogen. Uh, so what is hydrogen? Well, uh, anybody who's even got uh, school level chemistry will know uh, it's the lightest, most abundant element uh, in the universe and on Earth. Uh, but unfortunately, it only exists in, in, on Earth and uh, uh, in our atmosphere uh, in very tiny quantities as a free gas, uh, but there's lots of it attached to other chemicals, chemical uh, moieties in, in, in the environment. So basically, in order to get hydrogen, you more or less definitely have to crack it from another molecule of some sort. And those molecules include some things like our fossil fuels, uh, natural gas and, and, uh, and, and petrol, etc., uh, but also things like water. Uh, and so if you're going to crack hydrogen from, uh, from water, of course, there's no carbon dioxide produced. If you're going to crack hydrogen from fossil fuels, then, then you have to do something with the carbon dioxide that's liberated through that process. You need energy to extract, to, to perform those cracking reactions. You need energy to, uh, to perform them. So you put energy in. It's not, it's not a native, as I said, very importantly, not a natively occurring uh, energy source. It's an energy carrier. You put energy into it uh, and, uh, and to, to, to make hydrogen in its molecular form, H2, the gas. Uh, but really importantly, hydrogen stores this energy very effectively. So once you've produced that hydrogen, uh, you can actually liberate it from the hydrogen molecule uh, very effectively. Uh, and so you can use hydrogen as an energy carrier. And again, as I mentioned, if you, in the reverse reaction to producing hydrogen, if you, if you react hydrogen in almost all of the uh, chemical reactions that you use it, uh, you combine it with oxygen to produce water, 
so no greenhouse gas emissions. So it's really important that, that that's the key point about hydrogen is there are no greenhouse gas emissions uh, at the point of use. And that's why really hydrogen uh, is being pursued as an alternative energy carrier in a whole range of uh, industrial applications. Uh, and really, also really importantly, it's no, there's nothing new about using hydrogen. Hydrogen has been used extensively in industrial processes such as fertilizer production, actually explosives production, uh, in, uh, in, for many, many years, more than a century. So, uh, so it's, not, it's not a completely new, uh, new handling hydrogen is not a new, uh, a new, a new challenge. Okay, what I'm going to do now is just give you uh, the overview of our mission, which speaks a little bit about what the mission's trying to do uh, from a high-level perspective. So I'll just run this animation. Hopefully this is going to work. Tackling climate change means we have to work hard to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. We've made huge strides in the use of renewables to produce electricity, but some sectors are harder to decarbonise. This is where hydrogen comes in. Hydrogen can be used in a variety of industrial and domestic applications. Importantly, whenever it's used, it produces no greenhouse gas emissions. Australia is perfectly positioned to establish hydrogen export supply chains, which presents real opportunities. It's estimated that a clean Australian hydrogen industry could create 8,000 new jobs, generate $11 billion in GDP a year, and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So with a strong global market pull, technological readiness and an appetite for the potential of hydrogen, we're at a critical stage. Challenges remain, however. Hydrogen is still expensive to produce relative to current fuels and using it requires new technology and infrastructure. CSIRO's Hydrogen Industry Mission has been created to help focus research and development on solving these challenges to accelerate the development of Australia's domestic and export hydrogen industries. With our partners, we're supporting hydrogen knowledge sharing, informing best practice through feasibility studies, demonstrating hydrogen technologies and infrastructure, and delivering practical research, which helps de-risk hydrogen industry investments. The mission's success depends on strong collaboration across industry, research and government. For more information on how we're looking to collaborate, visit our website. So uh, that's that's kind of the rationale behind the mission, uh, and I'll just I'll just jump into some more of the things that uh, that we're doing. But before I do that, uh, you may ask the question: Okay, so hydrogen globally, an interesting uh, fuel, an interesting energy carrier. Why 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 hydrogen for Australia? Uh, uh, and I'll just try and answer that question very quickly. Uh, the first is that hydrogen, uh, as, as the video more or less alluded, hydrogen can actually be used in many different uh, in, uh, energy and industrial sectors. Uh, so it can be used to decarbonise uh, industrial processes, electricity systems transport, mobility, uh, and the real prize for Australia in many ways is the potential for hydrogen actually to be uh, a clean energy carrier, an energy where, where we, can, we can actually export uh, clean energy from produced in Australia in the form of hydrogen around the world to help decarbonise not just our energy system but those of our trading partners, etc. Uh, and, uh, and importantly as well, the opportunities that a hydrogen industry presents are not just in the, uh, the users, and, users and makers of hydrogen, it's actually in the, the ancillary uh, industries, including my own, research development and demonstration, uh, but the services industry and the manufacturing industry all stand to have opportunities that, uh, that creating this, uh, this new energy industry can, uh, can bring. 
the real, the real answer to why Australia, though, is the fact that we can produce a lot of hydrogen. We have, relatively speaking, uh, a small population. Uh, we have an enormous potential to produce uh, hydrogen either uh, from renewable energy or from fossil fuels with some form of carbon abatement in place. Uh, and so those resources mean we, we, you know, we are well positioned uh, to create a, a, a huge uh, hydrogen production, uh, which we can use to underpin the development of that export industry. But we very much see the establishment of a domestic hydrogen industry in some of those industry sectors I showed you previously as a, as a nearer term stepping stone to that huge export scale opportunity. Most importantly, perhaps uh, in recent years, since around about 2017-18, and I've been closely involved in a lot of this work, uh, we've seen uh, the governments across Australia uh, embrace the opportunity uh, to, to, to develop this industry in all of our territories, territories and jurisdictions. Uh, and so the COAG Energy Council, uh, back in uh, December 2018, agreed to the development of a national hydrogen strategy. Um, you've seen from those scene-setting reports that led to that uh, strategy development process, you've seen all states and territories uh, uh, at least ha have either a, a, a specific hydrogen strategy uh, or have hydrogen as part of their, their generic uh, energy strategies. And as I mentioned, uh, most importantly, perhaps the national hydrogen strategy was, was, uh, was published uh, in, in 2019 has been, and has been adopted across all of those jurisdictions. So uh, it is an example of uh, an energy policy that has extremely broad support across the, the political sector in Australia. Uh, more recently, we've seen, uh, we've seen uh, uh, further work to delve down into, into low emissions technology opportunities. Uh, the low emissions technology statement in September 2020 was one of those. Uh, that was where the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the phrase H2 under 2 for Australia was coined. What that means is a, a specific goal of developing uh, hydrogen at a production cost of less than $2 a kilogram. The reason that's important is because if we can get hydrogen to that cost, it means we can actually open up all, the, all of those industry sectors uh, that I showed you previously because it becomes competitive against all of the other fuels uh, that, uh, that, uh, that we currently use uh, and importantly allows us to reduce the emissions through the use of hydrogen, of course. Uh, following the strategies, that's the strategy work, that's the, the big picture and, uh, and, the, uh, and the commitments, uh, that's been followed. Uh, quite significant numbers of, of uh, funding announcements across the state and federal governments and government agencies, et cetera, including our own, of course, in developing a mission. And so you can see, and that's probably an incomplete list. It's pro I mean, I think it's probably the order of about a billion and a half dollars uh, has gone into, uh, into this hydrogen industry journey so far. Uh, and there's, uh, there's, there's new programs uh, coming online all the time across all of our jurisdictions. Most recently there, uh, a program which is now open for joint, uh, joint collaboration in industry development with Germany. Uh, and so real, really, uh, I guess, uh, the, the dollars backing up the strategy, uh, the strategy commitments that were made uh, previously. Um, in terms of actually what's happening on the ground, uh, we, we've uh, developed as part of our knowledge sharing initiatives within the, the mission in CSIRO uh, with our partners. Uh, we've developed High Resource, which is essentially a database of all of the, uh, the hydrogen industry projects that are across Australia. I really encourage you to take a look at that if you're interested to know more about who's doing what. Uh, in the industry sector uh, for, uh, for hydrogen development. Uh, around about 87 uh, projects currently on that database, more coming all the time. Uh, that database is constantly being updated. It's very current. We're very proud of the fact that we've got resources working on it all the time. Very tired and stretched resources as more and more of these projects come online, I've got to say. Uh, and, uh, and importantly, all of those end-use opportunities that I, that I spoke about are actually represented across those different projects across the whole of Australia. So uh, the export opportunities, gas networks, in, you know, decarbonising natural gas networks, using hydrogen in mobility, in electricity systems and in industrial processes. 
Um, I guess, encouragingly as well, we're starting to see the development of small to medium-sized enterprises, spin-off companies, startups in this space, developing new technology, commercializing new technology uh, from, from organizations like ourselves, as well as the university sector and, and other research partners uh, in, in this uh, in, in exploit. Uh, and uh, international players, major international energy companies uh, uh, are involved in really uh, exploring joint opportunities to develop those large-scale projects that are really necessary to build hydrogen demand uh, to stimulate the growth of the industry, and that international investment is really coming in uh, in place now. And you're going to see uh, you're going to see quite a few announcements in that space uh, very soon. Uh, so that was basically all I had to say. Uh, that's the that's the mission on a page. Uh, some of the activities we're doing, uh, and uh, really trying to trying to target what does the industry need. Uh, so trusted analysis, uh, technology and commercialization, deployment and support, and of course new innovation, new technologies. And you're going to hear some of the work in, in, across these areas later in this session. Uh, those are our mission pillars and how they connect to those industry needs, so knowledge center, helping, helping uh, understand opportunities for government and defense for that matter, uh, and uh, demonstration projects uh, and enabling science and technology. And just some examples of, of the work that we've done on National Hydrogen Roadmap back in 2018. We're building hydrogen infrastructure, we're, we're in the process of building a hydrogen refueling system at our site in Melbourne, uh, and developing new technologies and spinning them off as, uh, as small companies across Australia. So quite a broad por portfolio uh, of projects, uh, around about uh, uh, 80, 80, 85 projects across CSIRO in the hydrogen space, across all of our business units in CSIRO. Uh, so a big portfolio and of course uh, new partnerships are coming online uh, all the time. And I think my, I'm already over my time so I will uh, stop there. Just, some, uh, just a few examples of, uh, ex of, of hydrogen technology. Much, much of the hydrogen technology actually came from the aerospace industry uh, through the, uh, through the um, uh, Apollo programs and such like, uh, and you're seeing uh, you know, new technology now coming online uh, in many, many industrial sectors, as I mentioned, so I'll, I'll leave that up for you. Okay, thanks very much. Fantastic, thanks Patrick. Uh, so we've got live Q&A open right now, um, and we've got a couple of questions. Um, to, to begin with, um, how does hydrogen power production compare to nuclear power production? Uh, very different, yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, uh, it's a completely different fuel cycle, obviously. So, uh, so when you when you produce hydrogen, you're essentially using uh, either fossil fuel mater raw materials or uh, or water as the fuel and renewable energy. Uh, if you're using nuclear energy, uh, you can use the electricity that's produced from that nuclear energy uh, to produce hydrogen if you so desire. But it's a, you know, the f obviously the fuel cycle for uh, for nuclear power is very very different. Uh, it's a, a very much larger, uh, longer-term build for that uh, for that energy source. So, uh, so uh, yeah, very different. I mean, very different approach. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, do you think uh, green hydrogen's uptake be, um, to be predominantly in the energy sector versus the transport sector, noting the uh, reliance in dirty hydrogen to feed the current hydrogen demands? Yeah, I think I think so. So we we did a lot as part of our national hydrogen roadmap. Uh, we did quite an analysis of uh, of, uh, of where we saw the the low hanging fruit for hydrogen, and the mobility sector uh, is and has been the, uh, the the I guess the easiest uh, place for hydrogen to uh, to enter the market, mainly because it's displacing expensive fuels like uh, like like petrol and diesel. Uh, so the mobility market is a near term, and and it's a scalable demand as well. You can actually build out the infrastructure without 
you know, huge investment up front. So, so mobility is certainly a, a key one. Uh, the industrial use of hydrogen uh, is going to be very important for stimulating that demand, but the, the build, the capex that you're going to have to spend to actually uh, make those changes is perhaps going to be slightly longer term. So you're going to see these things coming on online at different times, probably starting with mobility in the near term. But actually in Australia, the gas networks industry is moving very fast to inject hydrogen uh, at a fairly low level, around about 10% into its gas networks as a, as a way of decarbonising their assets. So uh, you're seeing, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a bit of a, a staged approach, I think. Thank you, Patrick. Look, we've run out of time, so thank you very much. Uh, if we could put your hands together for Patrick. Thank you for being part of the Air and Space Power Centre's 2022 Air and Space Power Conference, which was proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Boeing, major sponsors L3 Harris, Rolls-Royce and Lockheed Martin. If you are looking to consume, contest or contribute to airspace power, please visit www.airpower.airforce.gov.au.